Hi, it's Phil Brown, and I'm here with David Whelan, and today we're going to talk about uh, anonymous web browsing. We're all much more aware than we might have been about a year ago about how governments are starting to look at everything that we're doing online, and it might be making you a little bit paranoid. Why, why should we be paranoid about our web browsing, Phil? Well, uh, primarily the reason we're going to be paranoid is because uh, we have an obligation to protect client confidentiality. Uh, and for instance, if we're doing some research on behalf of a client, uh, it would be nice to know that we're out there looking without leaving a trail necessarily. It's funny how just a couple of years ago we were concerned about doing research in coffee houses because maybe people were watching our, our traffic, but now we realize that even if we'd secured it, the government would have been sniffing it as it went past anyway. And, and I know a lot of the, uh, the news that's been uh, out there about the things that the U.S. government might be spying upon uh, are related to emails and interception of emails. Uh, but I think it would be naive to think that they're not also looking at all the browsing traffic that's going on as well. That's right. And and it can be confusing. If you have a, a modern or current version of one of the major web browsers, meaning Microsoft's Internet Explorer, Firefox from Mozilla, or Google's Chrome, they actually have some modes that can make you think that you're browsing anonymously, but you really aren't. And, and the one I'm talking about is called Incognito. And if you switch into incognito mode in your web browser, uh, you are no longer leaving any traces on your local computer, but you are still leaving traces out on the web for other people to find. So in spite of the little uh, clever uh, artistic impression of one of the spy versus spy guys that's up in the corner of your web browser that makes it look like you've completely gone stealth, uh, it's really just not tracking information on your computer that's sitting in front of you. That's right. You really need to be thinking about where you're going and and what you're trying to do. So when you open up a web page in your web browser, you're actually sending a request to a computer that has that web page sitting on it, and then it sends it over the Internet to you. And when it sends that file over and any pictures that are related to it and so on, it will often track where you're coming from, the specific IP address of the computer you're on, certainly the country and city that you're in. Uh, it will also probably know information about the type of web browser you're on, the type of computer or uh, operating system that you're using, and so on. And, and let's talk a little bit. I mean, before we get into the idea of anonymous browsing, um, maybe it's just a, a good place to point out that everything that you put into your computer... Uh, if it's a password to sign on to Facebook or a password to sign into Twitter or uh, even if it's just uh, logging into your computer, all of those passwords are resonant in a file on that computer. That's right. And depending on where they're stored, in Windows, for example, they're stored in a secured area. But in, in web browsers, you can go into most modern web browsers and click on a button next to the password where it's saved and say, show me the password, and you can see it in plain text. So uh, not always as secure as you might think they are, um, although it's very convenient to have them saved inside your web browser. So let's, and that, now let's talk about sort of the anonymous portion of web browsing as opposed to the incognito mode. And one of the reasons you might want to be anonymous, there's a, a, a statistic out there that suggests if you visit the 50 most popular websites, uh, there's going to be over 3,000 tracking files installed on your computer. That's right. And those are commonly known as cookies. Uh, and uh, there are obviously lots of jokes you can make about having cookies on your computer. But they're little files that in some cases are uh, put there when you click the little button that says Remember Me. Um, and that's the cookie that they use to remember who you are and when you logged in so that they can give you the same kind of experience or the same setup on the website that you had when you came the first time. But and, and cookies are also used for security. For instance, if you're 
uh, logging into your American Express account or your banking uh, account. Uh, they're used to confirm that you are who you say you are, even though you're putting in a password. Uh, it's checking to see if it's the same computer you've used before, things like that. Right. And and those are, are the cookies that you really want to use because obviously they, they help you to be more efficient, more productive, going to websites, getting in and out of, of sites. Um, but there are also cookies being downloaded that relate to the advertisements that appear on websites um, or that may uh, track what you're doing during the session when you're at a particular website. And that information is then uh, aggregated and made available to people who might be the advertisers, it might be the owners of the site that you're visiting. Um, but it, it certainly uh, is probably a lot more information than you'd want to share if you were working on a client matter. Right. And a lot of this information is sold to uh, to people for marketing purposes and for uh, for sales. Right. And there's been a big uh, um, pushback against having all of these cookies saved. And I think many of us are now seeing the ability to opt out from being uh, tracked on the web, um, to block the cookies from being downloaded. And, and certainly the recommendations tend to be block whatever cookies you can so that you aren't leaving this tracking profile out there. Right. And there is, uh, as we know, there's going to be a future without cookies. Uh, and of course, the uh, the threat detection companies and the marketing companies are already looking at how are we going to track people without cookies. That's right. Your phone has a particular ID, your web browser, uh, and the combination of, of all the factors of how you interact with a website uh, may be enough of a fingerprint that they don't need to leave a cookie. Um, they can tell based on other factors or other features uh, that identify you. So there are ways to browse anonymously, and there are a couple of uh, specific browsers that we're going to mention uh, without endorsing any. Uh, but these ones are just sort of starting to come to the, the forefront, or at least to our notice, uh, that enable users to anonymously uh, browse the web. One of them uh, would be Tor. Can you tell us a little bit about Tor? Sure. Tor is an acronym for The Onion Router um, because it is layers of uh, anonymity that are out there. And so it's this separate network almost where you have to connect to Tor using a Tor client, a piece of software, sort of like a VPN, where you uh, log into Tor and then you can surf through this, what's called the dark web, um, but also which anonymizes your activity when you want to then also go across the public internet or the, the wider inter internet. So you might use a client like OrWeb, um, which would connect you to Tor. And <clears throat> so there, there's a, is there a record anywhere of the searching that's being done? Well, again, up until about a year ago, uh, people were pretty confident that when they were on uh, the Onion Router on Tor, it was pretty much secured and there wasn't a trace of who you were or, or where you uh, tra tra traveled from. Uh, you would essentially connect to Tor and then you would pop out the other end uh, and that traffic was then completely anonymized. But there is some concern now uh, that some of the Tor computers may have been compromised and so some of that tracking still may be uh, traced. Right. And another browser that's out there that's uh, gaining some traction is one called Epic, uh, which is very similar to Tor. Uh, again, you would download an add-on to your computer, uh, but you'd be able to, uh, to anonymously surf the web uh, without picking up cookies and so on uh, as you go. It also does uh, a number of other things. Um, it doesn't do the autofill for you that if, if you're on uh, Chrome or Internet Explorer, often it will offer to fill in links for you or it will come up with best guesses 
as to the website you might have been looking for. And all of those things are based on cookies in your, in your computer uh, or the, uh, the information that's held on the website because you've been there before. And it's all sort of profiling you as you go. Right. Anytime that your computer offers you information uh, that is meant to help you, it usually means that you're balancing your convenience with your security. And so if you're finding something to be very convenient, you should also be aware that it may be compromising your security. Right. So there is, and I don't know if anyone's ever done a search to see what their their Google history is, uh, but there's a history of of every site that you've been to and uh, how many times you've been to a particular site. Yes, it can be challenging to get rid of it too. Particularly with Google Chrome, it seems to stay there a lot longer and you can clean your uh, internet history from your browser and, and still... Um, find some disconcerting suggestions. <laughs> right. So, and, and these browsers wipe out things like that, but they, you also give up some features. So you don't have web extensions. You don't have spell checking. You don't have uh, autofills and things like that. Yes. And so you may want to have one of these browsers available for those times when you do research that requires that depth of security and anonymity. Uh, and then you can use your normal web browser with just taking some care, uh, like using secured or an- anonymous search. Uh, so that you can have the best of both worlds. Right. And, and I just wanted to mention there's also a couple of different search engines you can use uh, to anonymize your search for particular things. Yes. I mean, it, when you use Google these days, certainly if you've logged in with a Google account, but even if you haven't, they are now trying to make your search information um, inaccessible to the site where you're visiting. So in the past, if you uh, went to your web browser or went to Google and typed in uh, donuts Tim Hortons, uh, and you ended up going to a Tim Hortons website, the website uh, person at Tim Hortons would know that you had typed in Donuts Tim Hortons. And so they would they, they would value that information. Now, when you type that in and go to their site, they get uh, something that says nothing about who you are or where you came from, from the, the perspective of the search terms you used. They still would know where you came from, the city or town or, or the computer, but they wouldn't know how you got there or the, or the search terms you used to get there. Right. But Google would still know. Google would still know. So, yes, that's, that, that is definitely an issue. And you would want to be aware that that's being stored somewhere. And, and they'd be happy to sell that information to Tim Hortons as well to tell them how their customers found them. Right. The only benefit there is that they probably wouldn't sell the information about uh, who you were or the same sort of details. So Tim Hortons wouldn't be in the same position of, of being able to know uh, that you stop by at eight o'clock looking for donuts. Right, and and I this is almost trite to say, but <clears throat> it's a good idea to look at those click-through privacy agreements to find out what information is being tracked, how long it's going to be kept, whether it gets sold off to anyone else or held confidential. The the laws in the EU have changed recently, and and you'll see this if you go to websites in the UK and, and other countries in the, in the European Union. Um, where there is actually a little pop-up at the top of the screen warning you that they are starting to track and and using cookies. And and that's been very helpful. You don't get that as much in North America. All right. And that's our our brief look at anonymous browsers. I have a suspicion we'll we'll do another podcast about this as well. Surf, Surf carefully, Phil. All right. Take care, David.